Welcome to the Share Chair Podcast, where we tell each other's stories and learn from listening. So, um, yeah, uh, Kate Johnson, welcome to the Share Chair Podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Cool to have you. Cool to be here. How's it going? It's going really well. <laughs> I'm excited for the year. Uh, I like my class schedules and um, I like the grade and I like what's coming up in this year. So I'm excited. What do you mean? What do you mean? Like graduation? <laughs> oh, yeah, that. <laughs> like, I love what's coming up after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> I've been really sort of prepping for my Berkeley audition. So I want to go to Berkeley oh. College of Music here within the next year but um but auditions are coming up really quickly so that's kind of eating up my time right now um yeah (laughs) and that's kind of my focus at the moment but on top of also school now and it's nice to get back in routine yeah Yeah. well well, okay you've got to talk to us about about the berkeley um thing so so you're a, a musician of what kind many kinds or a musician of I I would sort of classify myself as mostly based in singer-songwriter because I loved I love writing um, above all else that goes into being a musician at least in the way that I am. Um, yeah. Well, okay. So Berkeley, we're talking Berkeley, California. We're Berkeley, Berkeley, Boston. Boston. Berkeley, okay, Boston. So there's a difference, right? Yep. So Berkeley, Boston. What draws you to that? I mean, help help educate me, let alone help any listener about <laughs> um, about what makes that the place to go. It's kind of like a music trade school, if you can think of it that way. It's all music, and they do have you know prerequisite courses and stuff that you have to take, but the majority of the time that you're there, it's all music, 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 and all focused in sort of a contemporary, or at least approached in a forward-thinking way about the music industry versus going into, there are other music schools that are really highly acclaimed that just teach differently. Their um, Juilliard is probably <laughs> the most um, recognizable name, but uh, yeah, Juilliard, <laughs> they approach teaching music differently. It's all about theory. It's all about book stuff. It's all about ear training. And you lose a lot of the networking and sort of interpersonal relationships, which is what Berkeley gives you, at least in my, (laughs) in my research. In your research, yeah. yeah. So what gave you this affinity, going back a little further, what gave you this affinity for music, just singing, songwriting, both of them? Where did that start? (laughs) I, I was, gosh, seven seven years old and I had a friend that played guitar and (laughs) sort of just approached and said can you teach me can you teach me how to play a couple songs and and he did (laughs) um and I sort of became a singer almost by default because I I didn't I wasn't planning on doing it but um this same person I started continuing or I continued to play with them fairly frequently and we covered a lot of songs and so I started singing them <laughs> just as a natural mm. progression and, and liked it so. wow that's awesome yeah and where did the songwriting come from I mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah it kind of came out of left field I I um yeah I played in that duo situation and just little coffee shops and stuff um just doing covers and then I got an itch <laughs> to write one day and I did 
Uh, do, do you find yourself as a writer having common themes or threads, or are, are they personal songs, or like what what what, what motivates you, or where, where does your inspiration come from? Uh, yes, uh, I think that truth, at least for me, is what kind of drives my writing. I need to be um, at least honest, even if it's a lot of people kind of look at people that write fiction and songwriting if you're not telling your actual story as bad writers or disconnected from the sel- themselves and I think if it's coming from at least a feeling that you can connect with then it is worth talking about and that's still true songwriting to me so it's kind of all over the place in terms of <laughs> where I draw information but essentially it's all from me or what I feel or have felt at some point <laughs> mm. Have you hit some good spots, would you say? Yeah, I, I think so. I think I think it's a constant, constantly changing view on how I am looking at what I'm writing. So I look back now and I, I'm really proud that I made the effort and I started writing and I'm really proud of where I was at that time. But it's, for me, feel like it's evolved <laughs> a lot from where I was way back when I started writing. Talk about that evolution then. So where were you when you started and where are you now and how does it speak to your truth all along the way? I feel like a lot of it, I was, I knew some, gosh, um, I had some knowledge of music and some knowledge of theory, but not a lot. And so I was playing, as you do when you start out, I was playing in standard tuning and I just learned how to finger pick and I only knew 10 chords or something, and I just recycled them. Mm -hmm. Um, But as I got more into theory and I got more into sort of that world of being more musically diverse, that sort of helped where, I guess, where I was taken mentally and where where I wanted to go with writing. Because for me, it feels like different sounds and different progressions sort of pull a different feeling depending on where they are. You know, it's the whole major versus minor. <laughs> major is really happy and minor is really not. Um, but there's even more to that, where, whether you add thirds or you add an extra second in there, that pulls a different feeling than if it's just a straight major chord. So I think that being more musically diverse (laughs) um, helped that evolution in also being more truthful and more honest and more, I guess, better, better at expressing myself in lyrics too. So that theory study, did that happen through a class or did you just take that up on your own? Like, what did you use to study for that? Uh, Online mostly. I was, (laughs) and I I had a mentor that helped me through some of that. But yeah, I was really kind of obsessed. (laughs) (laughs) Were? Oh yeah, I still am. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I still am. I'm still obsessed. Um, But in... I kind of have this thing where I, I fall down a hole and I get really interested in one aspect of something. So for a while, I was really into altered tunings and different way to tune the guitar and what that would pull. And um, <laughs> I spent like probably six months playing in nothing but an altered tuning. Like I didn't go back to standard. I didn't play piano. I didn't do anything. Um, now my thing is song form and how that shifts um, the way you look at things, but <laughs> that's yeah. so cool. Who who are like um, 
these mentors or who are or who do you look up to as a musician knowing this person or not i mean maybe it's somebody (laughs) just from a radio but who has sort of inspired some of the way you think about writing the way you think about playing the way you think about performing maybe uh yeah um i the most recent mentor that i've had uh his name is mark lamb he kind of plays around here um he used to play with not just trace if anybody you guys know them probably not um (laughs) local groups but uh he has a pretty diverse understanding of of music and i kind of came in more lyrically driven so it was sort of bouncing ideas off of each other in terms of what songwriting was and what good songwriting was um so that's really changed my perspectives on what makes a good writer (laughs) yeah how did you come across him as a mentor? Like, did you reach out to him? Did he reach out to you? Like, how did that Actually, happen? I opened up for his group, like, earlier. Oh. And, um, yeah, and we kind of just got to talking and about songwriting and about music. And, uh, yeah, it was sort of just a, hey, let's mm-hmm. get together and talk about music and songwriting because it was a good wow. conversation, so. That's awesome. So where do you see this going in your future? Like, you've come a long way already. (laughs) Like, I know you opened for, like, Garrett Bournes or something like that a little while ago. Like, (laughs) you had some, like, yeah, you got some big stuff. So what are you going to do? I mean, like, you're going to Berkeley. So obviously, hopefully, hopefully, yeah, toes crossed. Applying to Berkeley. Um, But, yeah, where do you see yourself going in the future with this? I think that... Honestly, the only answer I can give you is forward. I, I need to I need to be in music to be happy. <laughs> um, okay. And I know that, but I'm pretty open to where that takes me. I think I would always kind of want to be in songwriting or at least keeping doing it. But any sort of field in music so that I can keep making music and also live <laughs> would be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but here in the next year or so, I'm hopefully getting ready to record a full-length album, which I, I took some time off and put it on the back burner for a minute to work on my Berkeley audition. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, that, hopefully, I'm going to I'm gonna really kind of get out and push that and kind of go to radio stations and, and um, maybe do some regional touring in the summer. So I <laughs> That is so cool. So what's involved in the Berkeley audition? <laughs> it's kind of a strange audition when you think about like all like college music auditions, normally you go in and it's like a prepared piece and then sight reading and then sometimes an interview. Whereas this one, it's they're kind of more assessing your whole musical capabilities, which um, is also testing in ear training and can you hear intervals between two notes and can you hear, um, can you improv is something that is very important. So it's part of the uh, audition process is a jam session (laughs) where (laughs) they start riffing and because I would want to be a vocal primary I would have to sort of like scat over the top of it Uh, Um, uh. (laughs) uh, on top of also sight reading and a prepared piece and um, there are a couple other rhythmic exercises that they do to gauge kind of how quickly you can process rhythm and um, if you can essentially take that and tell them what it is you know the dictation to notation type uh talk about so we've been talking i think mostly about some pretty logical parts of getting into a Mm high-end school of making music what about the uh emotional part you said to be happy i must have music in my life Mm -hmm. um 
What does it feel like to play? What does it feel like to play when you're by yourself? What does it feel like to play in front of other people? Are they different? Uh, I, I guess, could you bring us into the emotional side of uh, your music experience? Yeah, yeah. I think playing alone and, and playing in front of people are are so, they almost feel like different tiers of, of music. Like It's not even the same song that you're playing anymore. Because I feel like, I don't, I kind of, when I'm writing, I go into this, and when I'm alone, it's sort of the same mind frame that I'm in when I'm writing. I, the song is what I wrote it about. You know, it is, there's the subject there and there's the feeling there, but when I go on stage, it's about delivering something to other people and trying to get that connection versus feeling everything that I felt when I wrote it. Um, so I think they're really kind of separate and both very emotional in their own right <laughs> uh -huh. but yeah the song sort of just becomes a i guess a mode of transporting that that message or or getting a connection from the audience which is sort of my emotional side of performing if you will so which do you prefer i mean not that you would prefer <laughs> one but like playing alone by yourself like practicing it or going out and performing it I'm not sure. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. I, I like both, uh, which is, I think, a good thing. <laughs> and will hopefully help later. But um, yeah, I really love the human part of being able to see reactions and being able to connect with people. I really love that. And I also really love the writing process yeah. and being, I guess, in, more in touch with myself in that situation. Um, you're gonna be playing for us. Yeah. Our into our intro and oh, outro. Yeah. I was like, wait, I didn't forget <laughs> not, not, I not today, not today. But you're gonna be. I'm so excited that you're gonna be uh, providing music for the the whole season. So thanks I'm for doing that. Too, yeah. yeah, that's really cool. And uh, do you have places where we can find your music? Where we can find you? Like that are already established. I'm sure things will come up after this. Um, this interview but are there places already determined where we could like listen to you as of now yes <laughs> um there's only one show that i have really lined up and it's um i'll be playing at the grand haven farmers market on the 23rd uh for market music so, nice yeah uh that's morning time yep. from i think it's a 10 to noon slot so 10 to noon slot two hours <laughs> nice great so I show up there and then uh and also, we can find your music, I think, on uh, YouTube. YouTube. Yep. Um, any other places? Uh, yep. I have a website, which is not <laughs> updated as often as it should be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's katejohnsonmusic.com. But probably the best place would be like, Facebook. Oh, just yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Through your own personal like, account or something? Or do you have a... I have a band page, but personal page is fine, too. Okay. <laughs> music pops up there. Yeah. 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 Uh, good. Well, good luck here coming up. Yeah, when is the audition? It it'll be either in November or in February. Okay. I don't even know yet. <laughs> what's your level? What's your level of fear? Oh gosh, I. Or is it not fear? <laughs> I'm really, really excited and I'm nervous, but I don't know if I would really classify it as fear. Good. Which. <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> And how are you tending to your, you know, being nervous and your excitement as well? I think a part of that is 
you know, making time. I, I really do, <laughs> when I say I really do need that time to block out and be creative in order to sort of feel happy as a person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that helps. It's a huge de-stressor for yeah. me. Just to, even if it's not working on uh, audition stuff or if it's not working on writing, even just to sit down and be able to play or play through something that I've already written, uh, that helps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I have to ask, do you have any words of advice for maybe people going into music or just anybody in general? (laughs) What are words of encouragement you have? Gosh, um, I think if you can obsess yourself with what it is that you want to do, I think, at least for me, that's given me the clearest picture of what I want out of my life and, and what I want to do with my music. So immerse yourself completely <laughs> in the in the culture and in everything that goes into being musical and and if you want having a life in music i, I think that that's really important i love that that's great cool get obsessed well thanks for uh, <laughs> yeah. thanks for offering your music to us too uh, thank you throughout yeah. the year and uh awesome thanks kate thank you thank you Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for next week's episode.